0: Sapphire. Chapter 5. When Natasha returned to consciousness, she had a splitting headache. Groggy fatigue settled on her body. Recovering enough to take in her surroundings, she came to realize she was stretched out across the back seat of a car. Just ahead of her, she could see Liam in the driver's seat. He was focused on the road. She tried to sit up, but was unable to move that way. She then came to realize that she was anchored to her position by some combination of seatbelt and rope, wrapped around her wrists and arms, tied into intricate knots. What are you doing? She tried to ask him, but nothing came out. There was duct tape across her mouth. That part really got the panic rising in her chest. This couldn't be happening. A kidnapping. This was the sort of thing that you read about on the news, or that would happen a few times over. It wasn't supposed to happen to you. Oh, you're awake, Liam said. Welcome back, sleepyhead. Go fuck yourself. Even though it was muffled, Natasha felt like she conveyed the idea. Now, now, that's not very nice. We're going to have to have a serious talk about your manners. Young ladies shouldn't use such foul language, you know. Natasha thrashed, but that only served to further tighten her bonds and cut off the circulation. Soon her arms buzzed with pins and needles if you try that again I'm going to get very cross good and if I get cross I'm going to come back there just try it and if I come back there I'll loop that rope around your pretty little neck her eyes widened she felt a fear she'd never even sampled before now she was drunk on it but even while caught up in that feeling she couldn't help but wonder at his logic why had he put her here instead of the boot? Wouldn't she be easier to hide in there? Then she noticed that glimmer in his eye. There was something about his words, his demeanor, that spoke to her of a very particular kind of excitement. It was like he was getting off on seeing her like this, as if it was part of a fantasy he'd created. An important part, even if there was added risk. She remembered all the podcasts and documentaries she'd consumed regarding serial killers. Most serial killers were driven by sexual desire and often fantasized about scenarios thousands of times before acting them out. Was that really what was going on here? Was Liam a killer? Rebecca had mentioned that girl, Samantha, had also gone missing after being in a bar. Could Liam also be responsible for her disappearance? How could Natasha be so stupid to be lured off alone with him? Sure, she was drunk, but that didn't excuse such laxness. As the anxiety-induced soup roiled around in her head, she tried to suppress her fear, to prevent it from showing on her face, to deny Liam the satisfaction of this sick scenario. She would not fulfill his fantasy. Everything would be okay. Fiona and Rebecca would call the police when... When what? How long would it even take her friends to realize something had happened, especially after their last interaction? You couldn't come to the party sweetly, could you? huh? You really had potential. Such a shame. Natasha tried to squirm her way out beyond his notice, but the knots on the rope were tied tight by someone who knew what they were doing, by someone who had practice. She tried to lift her head to glimpse the outside world, but she was too restricted. Although she could tell by the bumps and holes in the road, the clarity of the night sky due to the lack of light pollution, and the lack of sound from other passing cars that they were likely in a rural back road, far outside Burn, the faint odour of manure which eventually wafted in, all but confirmed this. Liam had lied. He wasn't staying on the edge of Burn. This was further than he'd indicated. She was such a gullible idiot. No, she had to stay positive. There was no room for self-blame or even self-pity right now. All she had to do was get spotted by one random passing car. Then they'd call the police. But there was a difference between positivity and delusion. What were the odds of someone actually passing them tonight? It was very late, and these were the types of roads that were empty, even at the best of times. That's probably why Liam chose it. He'd driven from Burn onto a road he knew would be deserted. And even if by some miracle, someone did pass, what were the odds they'd see her behind those dark windows? But still, she had to try. She attempted to raise herself higher, within sight of the window, and that's when she became aware of a heavy lump in her pocket. It couldn't be her phone. That was in her handbag, which had dropped in the car park after Liam had attacked her. What else could it be? Then she remembered. Back on the bus, with Fiona, something had dropped onto the floor and she'd put it in her pocket. Of course, it was Ben's pocket knife. It's so hard to meet a nice genuine girl these days liam said oh give me a break next you'll be telling me how you're such a nice guy you're all the same i get into a good conversation we connect then i begin to think you might be different but it doesn't matter how much of a nice guy i am you all flinch when you see the truth when he turned his head she saw those deep lines again etched right across his face they reminded her of her great grandmother catherine who passed away at the ripe age of 92. Only Liam's were even deeper. How could he look 22 and older than 92 at the same time? It just didn't make sense. It was like he was wearing a wax mask, the way his skin sagged around the eyes and cheeks. In the midst of that craggy mess were those eyes. They were still fierce, but no longer cute. Now they were harsh, like fire. When he noticed her gazing at them, he snarled. His perfectly shiny teeth had changed. His fangs had grown hugely to over an inch long. Natasha tried to control her expression. Although she wanted to deny his satisfaction, she had to strike a balance. She didn't want to make him angry and even more unpredictable. She must have done a good job because when he returned his attention to the road, his voice softened. But it's not worth getting myself upset over, is it? Lifting her legs up gently. Natasha slowly shimmied her hips from side to side. Ben's knife came loose, bit by bit, until it slid out of her pocket and thumped onto the seat. She waited to see if Liam noticed. It just means I can't find someone good enough to match me. Maybe it's the people that are forced to search the longest, who forge the deepest connections. Is that possible? Natasha leaned back. She had to press the back of her hands together to drag the knife closer. Then she gathered it into her right hand Grasping her salvation with a sweaty palm She flicked open the longest knife with a thumbnail She bent her wrist Straining until the blade rested against the seatbelt She tried to saw through it But of course, the leather was much too tough It's so rare to find realness You wouldn't believe all the years I've spent searching That's not hyperbole either You literally wouldn't I've learnt that people don't change, no matter the era. Hefting the knife up further, Natasha had to grit her teeth. The position was unnatural. A flare of pain started in her wrists and travelled right up her forearms. Ignoring the dull agony through a force of will surprising even herself, she managed to reach up to the rope. When the knife found a groove, she began sawing. She could feel no progress, but continued in blind hope. Doesn't mean we can't enjoy tonight, though, even if it's superficial. Was this really happening? Was this man, who was presumably planning to do something terrible to her, actually whining about his failed relationships? Not that there was a preference in such circumstances, but what a shitty person to get murdered by. Natasha tried to catch a glimpse of his sniveling face in the rearview mirror, but what she saw almost caused her to drop her knife. There was nothing there. Where his head should have been, was an empty headrest. Dread filled her up until she wanted to scream just to let something out. The fangs and the ancient face were bad enough, but there was something else. Those things could be explained by tricks, such as makeup and prosthetics, but her brain couldn't quite explain this. In fact, she did think of something. She thought it might be a fake, a picture instead of a real mirror, until she moved her head and saw her own horrified face in the background. This thing was not human. Natasha swallowed the urge to scream once again and wiped the horror from her face. Even though her terror was powerful, it was just a drop in the ocean against the human will to survive. And if she was to have any chance of surviving this, she had to focus. You would have gotten on so well with the others. They would have taken you in as the knife cut through the rope. The pressure of it proved so enormous that it didn't have to be worn down. It just cut right through all at once surprised Natasha tried to catch it but it slipped through her fingers everything seemed to happen in slow motion after that the seatbelt whipped up the buckle was only inches from her face as it made a rattling sound Liam was in the process of turning when she dove she went right for the bastards neck but he was so fast that he was able to bring his hands up as a shield his fingernails glinted like razors Knowing how strong and quick he was, she decided it'd be best to avoid those hands. So she changed her trajectory at the last second, plummeting and plunging the knife into his side. It buried right in. Then she twisted it and ripped it out. Liam howled like an animal. Furiously, he flailed at Natasha with those razor-like fingers. The steering wheel spun wildly and the car veered to the left. It hurtled right into a fence. Smashing as it struck the post, the enormous fud jolted them, encasing them in a shrinking coffin of sharp metal and shattered glass. For an indistinguishable time, there was blackness, and then, when there was light, Natasha just lay there, cocooned within the wreckage, breathing shallowly through the smoke. In the driver's seat, Liam's head lulled to the side. His eyes were shut. Natasha considered remaining there with him and dying peacefully it sounded so nice to just give in and rest but when she closed her heavy eyes instead of returning to the blank peace, she was assaulted by a storm her mind sifted through memories like a nostalgic relative flicking through a photo album she fought back to all the summer days with fiona all the days in school the evenings spent listening to music she could not let tonight be her last ever interaction with her They'd been such good friends for so long and whatever issues were there could be resolved. After that, she saw Ben, her mother, and her father. She saw Christmases, birthdays, and their annual camping trip. On the last one, she sat with her mum and dad long into the night as they drank wine together and talked about life. Her family could be a pain at times, but she loved them so deeply. The idea of causing them pain Of having them attend her funeral or wake just broke her heart she even thought about Peter even now at the end she did not specifically miss him but she missed feeling that way she missed the intense moments the kisses in the rain the showers together and she even missed the simple moments the movies watched while cuddling next to a hot water bottle the long walks through the park she wanted to feel those things again with someone else She wanted to feel a million other things. There was so much life left to live, and she would not let this bastard rob her of that. Leaning over, she tried to yank the door open, but it was either locked or jammed. She tried to kick it open, but it held firm. After that, she moved forward, past Liam, who was bleeding and lifeless, then pressed the button, unlocking the doors. It clicked, and Liam's eyes snapped open. His fingers could only brush her, parting the fabric of her sleeve as she tore away. When she fell back, she rolled over to the less smashed door and then pulled the handle. A wave of relief passed through her as it swung open. She fell out, down onto the grass, then stood without so much as a glance back and scrambled off. As she ran along the road, she could hear Liam grunting and slamming against his own door. It was stuck. Natasha looked about, there were only a couple of options left to her now, she supposed she could run along the road and search for someone to pick her up, but then again, considering how few cars they'd passed, that seemed unlikely, so she leapt the nearest fence. There were hills and open fields ahead, but if Liam was as fast as his reflexes indicated, she didn't fancy her chances in a straight foot race. So she made for the woods, where there were places to hide.